Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Health, the Health Aspect Podcast. I'm Brad Lockwood, your host, and um, my guest today is my brother, Chuck Lockwood. Um, the purpose of this podcast um, is to uh, bring information to people who are trying to achieve a healthier lifestyle or are trying, or are trying to achieve fitness. Um, that's the perspective I bring, and I try to bring on experts in different areas um, that know different aspects of health in more detail. Um, and I'm bringing on my brother today because he's someone that in the past has, and, and still to this day has achieved a high level of fitness for sure. Um, and he's also a physical therapist, so he can speak about, um, about fitness, what he, uh, considers to be, um, optimal in terms of being a healthy person, um, and give a, a physical therapist, physical therapist, uh, perspective. Um, so I have a bunch of questions here. Um, first question is what motivates you personally to be fit? Um, so I don't like hurt myself shoveling the driveway, you know, or anytime some random stuff comes up in life, you're just ready to knock it out and not get hurt from doing it. Okay. You know, you can't, you don't have to say no to anything like if you want to go on a hunt or something mm-hmm. you don't have you know you're you're always in shape um so you're ready for anything that's one thing mm-hmm. um and from what i've learned it's just a healthy healthy thing to do okay okay minimize your risk of cardiovascular disease stroke and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff what kind of things do you do to stay healthy uh, exercise and try and eat right. Okay. Pretty much the main two things. Uh, wait, what was your question? What do you do to stay fit? Oh. Yeah, you, you answered it. Yeah, um, but there's more than that. Also, like, the sleeping and daily okay. habits and mm-hmm. all of those things I try and be really aware about. Okay. Um. You know, like, am I gonna sit and watch a Netflix movie or am I gonna go for a walk or am I gonna read a book or... Yeah. You know, I'm very aware of, like, what I do during the day, I guess. Okay. So you could say some of that's kind of even mental, too. You think, of, I mean, in terms of, like, sitting, watching Netflix versus reading a book. I mean, physically, there's not too much difference there. You think... Oh. Yeah, yeah, like, you're still sitting. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I read standing up. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mom walked in my bedroom one time, and I was... uh reading standing up and she's like what are you doing and i was like sitting's bad for you (laughs) and it is bad for you okay i mean every now and then i get back pain and it's almost always when i've spent a lot of time on the couch or a lot of time in the car but it's not often at all okay it's like yeah i mean sitting put from what i've read um puts a lot of the most strain on your lumbar spine compared to any other position, laying down, standing, I mean, sitting does. Um, and also, if you're sitting and not, like, turning on any muscles, if you're just, like, totally hanging on your bones and ligaments, mm-hmm. well, that's not really good, so. But, yeah, you were saying the difference between reading a book and watching Netflix, mm-hmm. so, Yeah you're still sitting Mm -hmm. if you're gonna sit you're still sitting but uh yeah it does stuff to your brain that's different and 
your brain has a lot to do with how you recover and mm-hmm. your mood and all that stuff and it plays a role in your fitness for sure mm-hmm. and you've seen that um i don't know if you're okay to talk about this but you've treated people with um traumatic brain injuries it has been a large part of what you've done as a job right so you have experience with with um right but unfortunately i didn't really have control over like what they did outside of there so like right a lot of them it's pretty common in the hospital to have your hospital tv on Mm -hmm. and uh a lot of them would have that on a lot um but as a team sometimes like if someone was really having trouble sleeping we'd put up signs in their room that would say like no tv after seven or you know like we would talk to each other with the other therapists and stuff so um yeah, we were we were aware of it. It's okay. hard to control sometimes. But was it anything other than sleep that you got while you guys were trying to limit TV time? Yeah, yeah, like like just a rest period, like giving a break from stimulus. Okay. Sometimes like just too much stimulus. Like it's it's harder to ignore stimulus with some brain injuries. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like people talking or um, stuff going on or just like total no noise no input to your eyes just like total rest some people really benefit from that okay that's Um, interesting but you don't even have to have a brain injury to benefit from that you know it's just like basically meditating okay Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah um keep hearing my coat swish in the microphone yeah go ahead you can take it off also warm anyway yeah So you said, you said you try to pay attention to what you eat and what and your sleep and um, and you said you exercise. What kind of things do you think are important? Like, what do you do to, in terms of exercise? Um, I run, I lift, um, and I just do like uh, physical hobbies, like okay. go hike, go hunt, mm-hmm. go. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Throwing a bunch of weight in a backpack and... Yeah, yeah. Or if they're... I used to like doing um, all those manual labor jobs growing up, like on like farm jobs, like yep. throwing hay or throwing... Cleaning horse manure, throwing mm-hmm. pounds of that into a wheelbarrow and stuff like that. Um, plus, if you... Yeah. So those types of jobs, when people say, like their job is physical Mm -hmm. like those types of jobs are definitely physical yep but like sometimes people say that their job is physical and it maybe they're moving around like they're not sedentary but it's not enough to stay like fit and strong okay like some people can get freaking jacked because they just work on a farm Mm -hmm. you know or they just work on like a really manual labor job and you'll look at them and they look like they work out but they do it's just their job okay Mm mm-hmm that's a common thing that people just say a lot, like my job's active, but it's oftentimes not active enough. Okay. So. Okay. Um, my next question was going to be, why is it important to stay active and what's bad about a sanitary lifestyle? We're kind of hitting on that, but so, yeah. so what's so bad about being sedentary? Do you think like, I guess you mentioned some of the things just sitting in general is bad. Yeah. For they're your back. 
yeah so it's bad bad for your back um oh you could just go with there's a million reasons why sedentary is not good but you could just kind of go with if you don't use it you lose it so Mm -hmm. like your, your muscles will start to atrophy um they won't be as strong mm-hmm. your heart won't work as hard um everything won't work as hard so it'll just get weaker okay um blood also will be more likely to clot because mm-hmm. it'll stay in like one spot mm-hmm. and it'll pull um uh, versus like moving around a lot to break up any type of thickening. So mm-hmm. more likely to get a clot. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. There's like, so there's so many. Okay. Um, oh, you would get, um, so like you could get like contractures. So like joints tight in certain areas. Like sometimes you'll see people come in for physical therapy and they look like they're the shape of their recliner because like whoa your their hips are tight you know um their heads forward like um yeah so you can get really stiff because like when you stand up your hip is in a different position than when you're sitting down like you know your hips at 90 degrees when you're sitting down Mm -hmm. when you're standing up it's close to like zero yeah but if you spend all that time in 90 Mm mm-hmm it's it's like as you get to zero it's like stiffer okay so you're more kind of forward okay your muscles are more used to just being at that 90 yeah 90 degree so they 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 don't they might get kind of tight basically huh that's interesting okay okay so what do we say uh tightness bad for your back loading on your spine muscle weakness um risk of blood clots just your heart depression probably Mm. um you know Mm -hmm. but what were you saying yeah there's a you know there's a lot of benefits i mean you're talking about depression there's a lot of benefits of what'd you say your heart you said something about your heart and oh yeah just getting not getting stuff yeah 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 um one of the things that I want to touch on specifically, which is why I was asking you about your, your fitness regimen. Um, and in terms of being ready to do like shovel the driveway, um, and like fitness defined is just like you're adapted to your environment and you can perform any tasks that like you need to do mm-hmm. is one way of defining it, I guess. Um, so you, you consider weightlifting to be important, right? Um, Yeah. Or just general, like, strength training? Yeah, if you want to, like, if, if you want to be able to do, if you want to be ready for, like, um, <clears throat> activities that demand, you know, lifting stuff and mm-hmm. putting, stri- like, moving things or, um, you know, like, like, a, like shoveling the driveway if it's a really heavy snow. I mean, if you want that to be easier, <clears throat> then lifting's important. If you want to... Um, be able to like put a lot of weight on your back like when we were hunting and mm-hmm. putting loaded meat on your back mm-hmm. like if you want that to be easier then it's important okay um there's just other benefits too like all the hormone things that get released when mm-hmm. you're working out and that 
um, you know, can lift your mood and okay. keep you motivated and clear your head and all that sort of stuff too. That's, <clears throat> that's important. Right. Um, what was your question though? Just about like in my like, mind, like you asked me, is it, do I think it's important to strength train? Yeah. And, and like, um, it seems to me that almost everybody could benefit from strength training. Yeah. Like if you're older, bone density is extremely important. And like strength training is one of the ways to improve your bone density. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people just don't like, it seems my perspective that like lifting weights is for young men to do, to get jacked. And like, that's like, I feel like that, that may be the bias of a lot of people. Whereas like really the truth is if you want to, you know, reach an older age, or if you say you're a mom and you just want to be able to carry your baby and not have your back hurt, you know what I mean? It seems like it could benefit almost everybody. Like if your core is stronger, if you're, and you're, you know, and you're lifting the proper technique all the time and you're just strengthening your body, it seems like a better thing to do. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. 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 There, and there's a lot of physical therapists that have like, like 70 year olds doing deadlifts and stuff That's and awesome. 80 year olds and yeah. probably 90 year olds too. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of therapists out there. That's I've never worked in a place that's like centered around barbell training, but mm-hmm. the, those absolutely exist. Um, yeah, like Sean, mm-hmm. he has he's had older clients that he has like getting their best best weight and deadlifts and stuff like that. Okay. And, um, so yeah, it's a it's a thing for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, you're probably more prone to injury maybe the older you get but you have mm-hmm. to be careful with with that because a lot of people chalk age up to anything that happens to them when it's more often than not like another reason okay. um, but yeah it's good definitely good to stay strong when you're older absolutely mm-hmm. um yeah there's a lot of a lot of activities other than like what we said shoveling the snow and packing out an animal like it doesn't have to be those things but right. there's plenty of other reasons to stay strong okay yeah okay um since um being on the topic of, of lifting um Is there one, um, there's one thing that you, you stress a lot to me in terms of like my lifting technique. And that's just like the position of your back when you do any major movement and anytime anybody's lifting anything, whether you're like moving boxes or something, can you describe real briefly? Like, um, of course this is only audio, so it might be kind of hard to tell, explain, but, um, can you, can you describe like the position your back should be in and how you should just like, say you're going to lift a box. Can you describe like what you need to do with your knees and your back to avoid injury? Like, is yeah, it- well, it's kind of like, so most things you pick up, you're either going to do a squat form or a deadlift form. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on like what the object is, if you're going to deadlift it or if you're going to squat it. Okay. Um, it's hard again. Yeah. It's hard to explain on podcast, but Either way, you, whether you're deadlifting or you're squatting, your back, as in mostly talking about your lumbar spine, your lower back, mm-hmm. should be relatively, uh, what well, relatively straight. We'll just say straight. Okay. It shouldn't be like 
rounded forward or um, it should be really like arched okay. like excessively mm-hmm. um, it should be relatively straight whether you're deadlifting or squatting okay. um, now sometimes it looks like you're bending at your back but you're actually hinging at your hips so like if you're doing a squat or deadlift and you have to bend you have to bring your upper body forward mm-hmm you just flex at your hips instead of your um, spine. You bring your whole torso forward. Yeah, and including your, your back. Like your, yep. your back moves with the rest of your body. Your back moves and your back is straight, even though it looks like you're bent over or something, but that's okay. just a, a hip hinge. Okay. So you just have to learn how to move at your hips, mm-hmm. um, which can be, you know, challenging for certain people. Mm-hmm. So you just got to train them how to do it. Okay. It's when you it's when you're using your back and putting load on your back that you risk injury. Like as in like, it's, your hips are stationary and you're bending at your back while lifting. Yeah. So the way the ways you can hurt your back, there's a bunch of ways. Um, you know, you've heard of people like rupturing discs and stuff like that. Um, so you can definitely do that. Uh, you can. You can pinch a nerve, although that's not usually, like, traumatic. That's usually something over time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also just kind of, like, they say pull a muscle or strain one of the back muscles that, um, from what I know, they're not really meant to, like, lift a huge load. Okay. Um, I've heard people say different than that, but, like, if you're going to squat or deadlift, from what I know, it's more effective to use like your posterior chain, glutes, and hamstrings to lift that up versus like your uh, extensor muscles of your back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so oftentimes they're not as prepared as like those other muscles are mm-hmm. for, for lifting something. So you're saying like your back muscles versus your leg muscles? Yeah, like your back muscles aren't often as prepared. Okay. For lifting something so if you lift something you could like strain those muscles mm-hmm. which isn't a huge deal i mean i mean it's gonna it'll eventually go away i mean it can hurt mm-hmm. for sure but it'll cause some spasm some pain i mean basically you tear that muscle because you overworked it okay. in one moment of lifting something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um i would say those are like the most common if you're gonna lift something yep. oh hernias too yep. like because you had a hernia mm-hmm. before yep um, a lot of it just goes back to, yeah, you should be able to lift heavy stuff, but a lot of it just goes back to like, get a second person to lift, you know, mm. the object. Um, because sometimes it is just too heavy and okay. something's got to give. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, core holding your your so using your core to stabilize your your spine that, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be important mm-hmm. so yep um yeah okay yeah i could say from personal experience i've definitely had to change my form because i had a hernia like i, I had to learn how to protect like just protect that spot of, you know yeah my whatever that's called your abdominal wall or whatever but yeah i'm not a expert on hernias but I think part of it too is learning how to lift and brace your spine and all that stuff without doing the Valsalva maneuver when you like hold your breath. Okay. Yep. You yep. know, um, because if you're doing that, 
then something's got to give, and sometimes that can cause a hernia okay. due to the valsalva nerve. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's also something to think about, like yeah. like learning to breathe even mm-hmm. as you're doing good form and stuff like that. Yep. It's, yeah, it's really common. Yeah, it's common for people to hold their breath when they're lifting something. That's definitely a, that could be a bad. Seems like a bad thing. Yeah, I've heard yeah. some people say it's like key to lifting. I mean, I don't, I don't really know, mm-hmm. but it's to me, it seems like a bad thing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I certainly avoid it. Yeah. Since getting my hernia a couple of years ago, but yeah. Um, okay. Um. Can you, if not, that's okay. But can you talk generally about how you've? I, I know every case is different. Um, are there any like principles or main things that you think about when you're rehabbing somebody with a traumatic brain injury? Like, um, like I've heard you say things like you're reconnecting, um, or retraining in some ways, but like, um, say it's like a physical deficiency, maybe physical deficiency is more what we could talk about. Um, I've heard you mention like, kind of like reconnecting and getting, uh, reconnecting like the brain body, like, um you know, the brain to the muscle connection kind of thing, like doing, maybe I'm wrong, but like doing certain exercises and repetitive exercises to regain someone's strength in their arms, say. Um, is there anything that, um, can you describe that process of like, say somebody has had a, a traumatic brain injury? Um, maybe give an example of... Yeah, very generally I can, because everyone's very different, but... <laughs> Basically, your brain is laid out in a pretty organized way. Like so, like one part of one part of your brain controls like your hand, and one part of your brain controls your leg, and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. It's mm-hmm. called the homunculus. Okay, um, it's like the organization of what controls what. So, if you have damage to part of the brain that, let's say controls your hand Mm -hmm. um because of plasticity the brain's ability to just like reorganize and have neurons and stuff take over a different job um because of that phenomenon other parts of your brain can like pick up slack for the damaged part that controls the hand um so kind of what you're doing like if i have a patient that let's say their hand is um you know, we'll keep using the hand. The hand is, area of the brain that controls the hand is damaged enough where they have like just a little bit of movement in their hand. Um, and maybe their coordination is like really bad. Mm-hmm. So clearly the part of the brain that controls the hand wasn't completely like demolished. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's still some hand stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to get some more movement you want to get the coordination back so usually the best way to do that is have people do um specific like functional tasks so have them like make a meal or uh, drink drink some water or draw or Mm -hmm. do something rather than just do like an exercise interesting so there has to be like a, a goal has uh-huh. to be goal oriented so they have to be trying to do something okay. 
Um, and what that does is the more you do it, uh, at least the, it seems to me that the, um, other, other neurons and stuff are just kind of picking up slack and they're, your brain is kind of reorganizing itself mm -hmm. to uh, shift roles and help your hand do more stuff. Um, and then there's all sorts of variables in that too. Like you got to pick, you got to pick activities that the person wants to do. Mm -hmm. Like if they're not engaged in it, mm -hmm. then you're not going to get as much of an effect. Like, like if you just have them doing a certain movement with their hand, um, that they think is boring mm -hmm. versus something they think is fun. Like yep. their brain will actually change more if, if they think it's fun. Wow. Um, that's interesting. At least that way that's, I understand it. Yep. Um, so you have to be careful about what you pick, but, um, so what was your specific question though? Like just an example of rehabbing. So pretty much what you gave an example oh, of rehabbing okay. somebody from a, t oh, yeah. a TBI to, so is there any, um, or, or, uh, another thing to think about too is like when you are, when they're, um, in that damaged state mm -hmm. and you work with them for like, uh, weeks, even months, um, you have to be, it's important to be trying to give them the best quality of movement possible because like, let's say someone's leg is messed up mm -hmm. from the brain injury and I'm trying to retrain them to walk. Yep. I don't want them to just be able to walk. Like I want them to walk good. So like I'm trying to use my hands and body to guide their leg through, um, you know, more normal movements mm -hmm. of walking mm -hmm. versus just getting the walk done. Gotcha. Because you can, you can get them to walk, but it might not look that great, or you know, like the quality of it might look kind of bad okay you're kind of like molding them hmm. you know so like you have to be careful to not let them form bad habits okay so to avoid like tripping and that kind of thing yeah or just looking just stupid looking. okay you know mm -hmm. yeah so hmm. that's another part of it too okay because the brain in that state it's very easily molded into something new so like if, if you're hmm. if you're really being careful you can make them look pretty good i mean there's a lot of variables some people just aren't going to get much better because mm -hmm. the damage is too bad and, mm -hmm. but yeah interesting is there any uh you were mentioning doing activities that the people are interested in. yeah is there ever like video games played oh like, yeah really a lot okay yeah like the wii and stuff like that mm -hmm. like for sure mm -hmm. yeah i mean stuff that involves some sort of movement you mm -hmm. know I mean, the only time we're just sitting there playing with a Xbox might be good as if somebody has, like, very specific cognitive issues that okay. the game helps, or mm -hmm. maybe, um, like, their de finger dexterity, uh, is off, mm -hmm. so, you know, that, that would, uh, be good for that. Okay. Yeah, video games, and, like, I had this kid one time that just loved Frisbee, and his balance was off really bad, so, mm -hmm. um, one of our main treatments was just playing, like, Frisbee golf, and I followed him around, making sure he didn't fall while he, while okay. he, while he threw, and that was a, that was a good treatment, I think. Hmm. Cool, okay. 
Um, so you're a physical therapist, but uh, something you've shared with me is that recently you, you've begun to give people uh, diet advice in small ways, not, not you know, uh, just the basics. Uh, yeah. What motivated you to start doing that? Like, what were you seeing that you were like, hmm, maybe it's a good idea to bring this up because this would definitely help this person's overall health and mm-hmm. help with their rehab? Yeah, well, most most like diseases and most most diseases nowadays are preventable (laughs) and everyone that is overweight for the most part that's also preventable Mm -hmm. um and a lot of those things like if you're out of shape if you're sick, if you're overweight, you're more likely to get injured. You're mm-hmm. more likely to hurt your back. Um, so a lot of times, like, the root cause of this is just people being out of shape and mm-hmm. being overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I just did some reading, too. Like, if I'm working someone with back pain, I just did some reading and realized how much, like, inflammatory foods are out there. Mm-hmm. So, like if they change their diet and without changing anything else, if they just change their diet and decrease the amount of inflammatory foods they're eating, then they might feel instead of an eight out of 10 pain, they might feel like a five out of 10 pain. And that's just like one component of what you want them to start working on. Okay. Inflammatory foods being like sugar, Hmm. processed foods, uh, seed oils, Hmm. um, which the, dietary guidelines of america i think that's what it's called Mm -hmm. they just came out with their every five year Mm -hmm. recommendations for everybody and they're they're full of holes for sure i mean they're promoting vegetable oil over butter and Mm. from what i've read that's just totally bogus okay okay so it's hard when you have like top company or top like associations giving out not so great advice that's been going on for years okay mm-hmm. but I, f- I do a lot of reading and listening and to various doctors and mm-hmm. the common things are avoiding sugar processed foods um seed oils seed oils are like you know palm palm seed oil um okay. oh, i can't even remember all of them off the top of my head what is one of them like the I mean, most sunflower common. seed oil yeah yeah that counts but well just like vegetable oil too okay yeah crisco all that stuff okay mm-hmm. but anyway a lot of those things i can't spit out the science of it but seem to create like inflammation in your body so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but anyway yeah i just had a lot of people coming in that were overweight and out of shape and the root cause of that is from it seems to be diet okay and then exercise is also important but you know it's like i mean if i can i don't just want to make you feel better i want to avoid this from happening again Mm -hmm. so a big component of that has to be diet okay and um yeah so as a physical therapist if i'm trying to bring down someone's pain Mm -hmm. I can do that with a, you know, a massage. I can do some joint uh, mobilizations. I can have them do exercises. I can um, do modalities like electrical stim and okay. mm-hmm. all that stuff. 
um, and talking about foods to avoid is just another intervention okay. Okay. right there. I mean, I'm we know we can't physical therapists can't prescribe a diet, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. <clears throat> but but we can certainly talk about those things. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's the? I just wanted to bring up um, some of the resources. Uh, what's what's the name of that book? Um, oh, the Supple Leopard book. What's, oh yeah. What's that? It's called Supple Leopard. Yeah. Okay. Would you recommend people read that? Is it, um. Or is it more for like PTs? Do you think? Yeah, there's like certain parts of that that I would recommend people read, but not definitely not everybody go and buy the whole book. I mean, okay. it's pretty involved, but um, okay. yeah, there's like a chapter in there that I think is important for everybody to read for sure. He talks about, um, so Supple Leopard is written by a physical therapist, mm-hmm. Kelly Starrett, I think that's how you say it, mm-hmm. um, and it's a pretty eye-opening book about injury prevention and the proper ways to move and all of that sort of thing um he says stuff like our joints are made to last uh, like longer than we can live um but you just have to treat them properly interesting so yeah um yeah it's it's a great book to to, for people to check out if they're interested in the right way to move you know (laughs) body mechanics is more than just like keeping your back straight you know it's it's more stuff than that so Mm -hmm. yeah interesting that the the joints lasting longer than our lifetimes is interesting where a lot of us are getting knee replacements and hip replacements and all that it's very common oh yeah so yeah and i think the root cause of that is uh diet you know being overweight um lack of exercise okay Mm -hmm. for sure okay um yeah like certain foods like the inflammatory properties they have um i have to look this up but there's a effect with like diabetes i think it's called glycation um and it's i think it's called glycation and that's the cause of like diabetic retinopathy so like damage to your eyes mm-hmm. um damage to various parts of your nerves and throughout your body are caused by glycation and okay. I, I feel like that that might have something to do with like damage to people's knees and interesting um mm-hmm. you know causing uh the need for early knee replacements but another thing is you know a lot of people get this death sentence from uh doctors on imaging where they say you have like bone on bone yeah but there's plenty of accounts of people doing fine with uh diet change lifestyle um exercise interesting that they've been told it's bone on bone but maybe they were just eating a ton of inflammatory foods and were too heavy and then okay then did fine so okay that's, so, that's another thing it's a whole nother thing okay so the so not only is i mean in all in almost all cases like diet and exercise can help prevent certain joint and posture and all kinds of different things can, af- can avoid joint damage but also if you already have that damage, sometimes change in lifestyle can improve, you know, can be a yeah. treatment. A, yeah. A, okay. A yeah. therapeutic mm-hmm. treatment. That's yeah. interesting. All right. Um, anytime I have a guest on, um, I ask uh, this one last question, and it's what's your definition of a healthy person? Like when you think of 
the the healthiest person or or mm. what, what what are yeah what do you think of hmm healthy person is is somebody who's uh, whose habits just emulate what is currently kind of recommended okay. um so you know maybe they have some cake here and there or you know maybe they get hammered one night or something but mm-hmm. like for the most part like what are their habits you okay. know like so i mean do they do they I, you know with sleep i always hear different numbers but mm-hmm. i don't know six to nine hours a night i feel like i've heard that quite a bit yep you know so do they get that every night do they regularly exercise mm-hmm. do they is their diet is their normal diet like pretty healthy mm-hmm. um yeah so just what are their habits like what do they do for their, i don't i'm just gonna throw this out there like 90 percent of their time okay yep is you know what are those habits spent being disciplined on on these good habits yeah yeah okay and probably like also touching on like are they happy like what their mental health is too okay um but yeah like looking at every i would if i was if i wanted to know if someone was healthy i would look at what they eat what their uh, activity level is um what their sleep habits are what their like just hobbies are um and probably missing something but screen time i don't Mm. know medications okay Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i would ask them a bunch of stuff yeah which is important because the you can usually address problems in a lot of those areas to to help somebody okay so Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah, a healthy person just has some awesome daily habits, whether or not they cheat. I mean, they can, in my view, they can still be pretty healthy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anything and, else? Uh, yeah. I, I think a cool thing that Paul Saladino, who wrote the Carnivore Code, mm-hmm. a cool thing that he said about cheating, I might have told you this before, but um, it shouldn't, like, your daily habits, like if you pick these healthy daily habits, they shouldn't feel like they're like uh, a uh, punishment. Like they shouldn't feel like they're hard to do. And then you go and cheat and you're like, oh, finally I get back to doing like what I wanted to do. Like I, I love eating. Like, right. like it, it has to be a huge shift in your brain to actually like these healthy habits. Yep. And that's like really hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, 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 they just think that adopting all these healthy habits are are like going to be a chore. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'll be, I'll admit sometimes it feels like that to me, but yep. there's plenty of times where I'm like, yeah, I actually like doing this, and it's awesome. Right. Um, there's got to be a contrast in how you feel f- from one diet to another. Yeah. Like, I know, I know you and I have said like sometimes people you know they feel bad and it could it could very well just be like the food that they're eating and they just don't know it you know what oh, I mean? yeah. it's like they just always feel tired or they always feel oh yeah that's almost 100% like related to the diet they're eating for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. so alright anything else? no no? cool alright 
Well, thanks, Chuck. You're welcome. Appreciate your time. What uh, is this, number number three? This is number four. Yeah, it's number four. Number four in the books, all right. That's right, yep. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you'd like to get more inf- information um, or, or see the uh, podcast episodes listed, uh, you can go to LockwoodLawns.com and click the podcast link, um, the podcast page. Uh, you can also learn more about my business there, uh, what I'm doing with lawn care, and how it's associated with health um, on a personal and, uh, and, and on a, a larger scale basis. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone.